Hey, what's going on, everybody? You listen, Seggy Stations. I mean, that's a nickname. What's that to say? With no shame. April twenty eighth, twenty twenty two. Hope all is well out there, with everybody. Hope everyone's staying safe. Crazy, wild time in these. Seems like it's never going to end at this point. Sports world absolutely popping. Crazy day in the sports world. Got the NFL draft tonight. NBA playoffs, first round coming to an end. Few games six and sevens playing over the next few days. Couple teams already advancing to the second round. Plenty to touch on there. Baseball causing some more commotion with some balls. And I find it funny just to see how things go with baseball. I saw a brawl between the Mets and Cardinals yesterday where I feel like it's pretty ridiculous that not enough people talk about the fact that these dudes are out here throwing their gloves on the ground, running from the bullpen, and they ain't doing nothing. That's the biggest joke to me when it comes to baseball. This whole thing with the balls, we're on pace for the most hit-by-pitch players, whatever you're calling it. I mean, there's always something new when it comes to baseball. But for me, I've been really excited about the NBA playoffs and watching a ton of those, thinking about maybe trying to catch an NBA playoff game. Excited for the NFL draft tonight. Giants, two picks in the top ten, even though it's been... A very rough ride for New York Giants fans, including myself. Looking forward to getting some potentially new players on the squad. Obviously, new coach, new GM. Hopefully things are on the up and up. Plenty of other stories to follow in the draft. Debo Samuel, Baker Mayfield. Obviously, the draft itself a little weak, but always a fire time this year being in Vegas, starting at 7. Plenty of stuff to watch in the sports world tonight. Really, I just want to watch anything sports-related at this point. Watched a little bit of the news last night at work. Which I used to watch the news a lot over at my neighbors back when I started the podcast. <clears throat> Definitely not watching as much anymore. I was getting to a rant last night with my girlfriend talking about... It's crazy how, depending on what you watch or see, is really the perception you have. I'm basically everything going on right now. COVID... The war, so many bad instances where, to me, it's sports brings some of that positivity, brings some of that energy that we really don't want, being down, being negative, sad, a lot of that stuff, struggling, a lot of that stuff people are feeling. Appreciate all the love and support for the podcast, fired up to be here today, look forward to catching up with Rich, as always, you can follow on my Instagram or Twitter page, at Station. Always got a live version of the podcast up on my Twitch stream. It's underscore Seggy underscore G. And still got the podcast out on Spotify, Podbean, a few other platforms. Hope you get your podcast there. A lot of things to touch on today. It's been a minute for me since I've been here. Should be a good show. Looking forward to it. Rich will be here in a minute. What's up, friendo? Yo, what's good? How we doing? What's up, my guy? Oh, not much. You watch, uh... Watch games last night? I didn't catch... I've been watching everything. I didn't catch much last night, though. Oh, I'm watching the games every night, my guy. You already know. <clears throat> it's like uh, I, was... I went into work yesterday, grabbed a drink after, so did not... Oh, yeah, I didn't uh, hear from you. That was weird. I was like, damn, I guess we're not friends anymore. That's weird. <laughs> I was... Two texts, uh, I was busy day in the office and grabbed the drinks right. after, and, like, I saw your text when I was in the office. I was like, oh, I'll shoot him a message back soon. And then, like, just kept going the whole day and, like, Drinking. sat down watching the Nuggets game at, like, 11.30. I was like, oh, fuck, I didn't text him back. <laughs> It's all good. 
Yeah, no, the fucking games have been fire, dude. Uh, it's been I haven't been back since for eight days. It's crazy, bro. All the stuff that happens with all the games going on. You got the NFL draft tonight. Obviously, choose big up on the baseball. You got. Yep. I mean, it's just nonstop, bro. Um, how you? I didn't even ask. How you doing with COVID? You clean still? How's the family doing? Oh yeah, I'm straight. And yeah, and then on top of that, every time I come back, yeah, that's where I'm gonna be on my rant for a second here. Every time I come back, bro, eight ten day break. Two, three world catastrophes, country catastrophes, uh, Elon Musk buying Twitter. Uh, I mean, it's just nonstop headlines, whether you're talking sports or not. Obviously, still the COVID. My brother and his girlfriend got COVID somehow. I don't know. My brother's girlfriend's super sick. My brother doing a little bit better, I guess. I don't know. I don't I don't have it. I wasn't around them, really. And you know, I'm kind of just doing my own thing with it, but... It's, it's just kind of all, it's called all out of whack to me, dog. Like I've been saying, just crazy. If I go back and listen to some of my podcasts when this originally started, what I was saying about it, I mean, I've been saying this dog that everyone is either going to have or get COVID at some point. Um, people, you know, it's just weird. Like, I don't know. I was just in my own, in my own way yesterday. I'm thinking, bro, like what the fuck? Like, Duke is, like, one of my best friends. Like, it, does he honestly think he's going to go his entire life without getting COVID? Like, I think people that think that at this point are just out of their mind. Um, no, I it's just... venture to guess he doesn't actually think it's that. It's just wildly scary. It's just so wildly scary to me at this point. It's just so weird how, you know, I, I see all these things that come up on it. Oh, we're through the pandemic phase. Oh, three and four kids have COVID. Oh, yeah. two people in my house have COVID. Oh, Zach Levine out health and safety protocols. Like it's still going on to me. There's just way more stuff going on. Like also right now, uh, you know, with the, I mean, it's just nonstop and all the high prices. Ever. I talked to it a little bit last time and it's just endless stuff where it's like, to me, like I've been telling you before, it's like, to me, the only thing that I really want to be doing and talking about and seeing is sports. Like, I mean, everything else is just so bad. And obviously there comes some bad with, with the sports as well, but to me, it's mostly good. I mean, shit, it's, it's get, the ratings are up on everything, bro. Gambling is up. I mean, sports are where it's at right now. People talking sports, people streaming, uh, opinions, social media, all that. It's, it's all there. It's just, it's just very crazy to me um, how the COVID has really changed that. Because I was, I was saying this the other day too. Like, you have a t- you have a sports take, you have a taste in music, you have a a certain food preference. As my friend, right? We get in an argument about it. After that argument or whatever, I'm not looking at him like, oh, what the fuck, bro, Rick. Rich is Rich is really high on fucking James Harden. Like fuck him, bro. Like I can't even fuck with this dude. But seriously, no, seriously, listen to this. Listen to this though. Like with this whole COVID thing, like it's literally changed. Where, bro, you got your you, you, the way people are uh uh reacting and and living after this. It you look at your friends and your family, and it's like it's tough to really. I'm like, bro, can't we just all get on the same page? And no one, no one is gonna be, dude. There's just so many people. There's so many things. There's so many other things happening, and it's just wild to me, bro. It really is. It really is hard to do my. That's why it's it's been hard for me to do my podcast alone, really, bro. Because I just get caught up in like everything that's going on. I think about. It's like hard to even talk sports by myself, really. That's why I really need somebody else to like be able to do a with bounce back and forth with keep me on track because there's just 
to me, way more important things going on. But to me, the most important thing really for me is the sports. So it comes across as, you know, a little bit shallow and selfish. But I'm like, bro, I, I don't know what I could do at this point besides everything I've, I've been doing, which is trying to be as safe as I can and I mean, as cautious. As I, I don't know. It's just crazy to me. It's just all it's all wild to me, bro. It really is. I haven't worn my mask at all, really, in, in months. And, you know, I I wore it yesterday because I went and got tattooed, which I hadn't been going for a minute because uh, my boy was going, you know, switching shops. He's at a sick new mm-hmm. shop now up in, uh, it's called Lost Art Gallery. I thought I was going into a fucking absolute dump, and it's literally the most exquisite tattoo shop. It's crazy. Uh, yeah. I just had to shout it out quick. But, yeah, just talking to him and, you know, just make, being safe for him, but just whatever in general. Like, I don't know, bro. The average people are out and about doing their own thing, fourth, fifth boosted or unvaccinated. It really don't matter at this point. I mean, it's just, it's just is what it is. People are just living life, and it's just scary. All this, all the things that come up, uh, statistic-wise in sports, all these statistics and opinions and views on all these other things that are happening. To me, it's just, it's a lot, dude. It's a lot. Yeah, I truthfully barely pay attention to that stuff because at this point, I did more at the beginning, but at this point, it's like, what, we've been doing this for two and a half years. I, whatever, if you're someone who doesn't have them, but like, I got my shots. I'm not good about wearing my mask anymore, but like, I'll wear it where I'm asked to. If shit gets bad, I'll wear it again. But it's like, I'm not going to, I'll do what I'm supposed to do, but I'm not going to worry much more than that because the way I look at it is like, I think we were all more worried in the beginning because we never seen anything like this before. But at this point, if you've been stressing the entire time, you just gave yourself two plus years of stress when it's like, you know, all you can really do is kind of like <laughs> enjoy your life here. Keep going. Like oh, I, yeah. I'm going to watch sports and talk about sports because why am I going to like watch? Not, I'm not saying it's bad to watch the news. It's good to watch the news. But why am I going to tune into like this stuff every day where it's like, oh God, bad news, bad news, bad news. Like, I don't know. We get one fucking life. Like, do shit you enjoy doing. Don't do shit you don't enjoy doing. Like, it sucks. It's yeah, I agree, still going man. On, but. I agree. It's, uh, I don't know. I'm trying to keep up with it all. You know? I try and keep oh, up no, with all the sports and then I'm sure. trying to keep up with all the other stuff too. Like, I'm trying to be as educated as I can. I don't want to be walking around or podcasting and not educated. Like it's, you know, it's, it's important, you know, it's important to me. So, um, I'm trying to keep up. What is going on with Twitter? Like I'm trying like, is my Twitter account about to like change? Cause Elon Musk bought it or like, what's going I mean, on? Like what is happening? I, would, I wouldn't think he's going to like change anything. He bought it cause it's so successful. Who knows? Maybe he changes something, but I, I know nothing. I, I would I would venture to guess basically nothing changes, but I could be totally wrong. Yeah, it's forty four billion, huh? Can you imagine being able to buy something for forty four billion? I'm looking up tickets to go to Game One of uh, Bucks Cells, uh, Celtics. I'm trying to bring my girlfriend. Uh, nor- where I'd normally sit in the garden, it's like seven ninety nine a ticket. So I'm like, oh fuck, I'm gonna, I'm like, I'm gonna have to sit some nosebleeds, right? Because I'm really, I'm really trying to do this. This was on my bucket list for sure. I've been to a bunch of games this year, and I'm like, I'm trying to see a playoff game, and I'm trying to see Giannis live. Going to a Celtics one too. And Celtics I'm, I'm talking to my girlfriend about. It. I'm like, the tickets are gonna get more expensive as the series goes on. It, everything lines up for me to go this Sunday, game one, one o'clock game, like she's off i'm off like won't be home mad late so i'm checking up the tickets i don't know i'm still waiting to see like she's got to check on some things because we did have other plans but keep my fingers crossed on that that i might be seeing that game live which 
I've been super excited about because I watch all these NBA playoff games, bro. This is the this is this is the craziest uh, thing about me now. Uh, let's get into some of the games. Um, I used to be the exact opposite of what I am now. I used to wake up every day at like four thirty in the morning, bro. Like I used I'd have to be up at four thirty in the morning to like take care of my dog and like live my life a little bit and then make it to work on time. Now I work till like eleven at night, dog. Like I used to be in bed, like passed out. We play games like nine o'clock. I'm like, all right, see you boys. Like I'm passed out at nine o'clock, bro. Now I'm up till 1230, one in the morning, every night. I don't miss a single game on the East coast. I don't, I used to miss mad games. I used to have to watch the reruns of games. I wake up at four and I'd be getting ready for work and be watching the reruns that they run on TNT at four, three in the morning. That was me. I was watching the games on rerun. Not anymore. I'm watching them all live. It's it's a different experience for me. I feel like I don't have to take as many notes when I'm doing my podcast, bro. Because I just watch the games, bro. I got everything. I just I'm watching the games. I feel so much. I feel so much better about being able to do the sports and talk sports, but I haven't been doing it as much. So it's just like this weird trying to get I don't know figure it back out. It's like oh word, it's getting nicer out. Not really, dude. It's fucking cold as fuck out. I'm like, damn, it's May first and it's this cold. Like I'm kind of happy I'm not working outdoors like at a golf course right now because it has been the shittiest spring. Like, do we even have a spring anymore? It's just crazy to me. But I've been watching Mad at the Games, bro. Let me get into some of the where I was right and where I was wrong. Uh, I'm going to have to start where I was wrong for for, where, for first because I did not think the Nets were about to get swept. Um, that was like that was stunning did, to me. That was that. that was absolutely stunning what to me. You, did you, hold on, hold on. Did I lost a lot of money. I lost a lot of money on the Nets because I bet all four games on the Nets, and I lost, obviously, all four games. I swear, I did. I lost over 200 bucks. I bet the first game... And I had a Kyrie 30-point game and Nets to win and a Nets money line, two big bets. Yep, he had 39 in the first game. And then, obviously, you know what happened with that game That game winner. We touched on it. We've been on the pot here since. And ever since then, I'm like, oh, there ain't no way that KD ain't going to win one game. I and, agree. man, what do you have, 19, 19 field goals, 17 turnovers in the series? Or maybe vice versa? I mean, it was, it was flat-out awful. And it's got to do a situation now, obviously, with the Ben Simmons thing where – I see all this stuff going on with it, all these videos, all these social media slant, whatever, dude. Everybody's doing that now. But re- real on Ben Simmons, like I thought, I thought the dude would play for the Nets. So I was certainly wrong about that. Like I thought the dude would at least try and play for the Nets, and I thought if he maybe played for the Nets in this series, they might have won a game, considering all four of these games were decided by a total of 18 points. So here's another thing that I find interesting about this next round series, uh, s- season box. What did you? What did you have when we did the predictions? I had the Celtics in either seven or six. Like, I had I the Nets winning the, the series. I had the Nets winning the series. Okay. And, um, you know, I saw what the Celtics, Celtics have been the hottest team since January 1st. I believe their record's like 30 and six since the new year. Something ridiculous, bro. They have a point differential, the Celtics, of 12.2 plus 12.2 in their in their entire, entire season since the merger, 76, 77, right around that time. There's been four teams with that right around that same number. All four of them won the championship. Both of them were the Bulls and the Golden State Warriors in 15. I mean, the Celtics, they are on paper, right? But they're being talked about as the best defense all time in the past 15 years. Um, and they had an incredible series. Jason Tatum knocking on the superstar door. You've talked about Jason Tatum here on the podcast plenty of times. And, and Jason Tatum outplayed Kevin Durant, which I, I didn't see that coming as well. Uh, Kyrie, everything going on with Kyrie being able to play finally. I, I talked about maybe that coming to fruition. It did. He shows up in game one, not really there the rest of the way. And obviously all the question marks around Kyrie after his 
game four press conference talking about how he wants to be part of like making all the I'm like, what is this dude saying? I'm like, what is going on, bro? I love Kyrie, but it's like, what? And I'm looking at the rest of the Nets and Ben Simmons game three's outfit and not showing up for game four. I'm like, this is a fucking disaster, bro. And it's just so funny to me because when they had James Harden, this was what I was saying about the Nets. And when they lost James Harden, you know how I feel about James Harden. I'm like, oh, well, I think the Nets will be better off without James Harden. And it turns out now things kind of getting a little difficult for James Harden. But, I mean, hey, to, to be, be, clear, to the be Nets, fair, the, the Nets are out and the, the Sixers are still alive. And the Sixers probably, hopefully, will win this series and not be the first team to lose a 3-0 deficit. I mean, still up to be seen after this game tonight. There is no doubt in my mind that the Nets, regardless of what you think of Harden right now, and I don't think he looks good. He doesn't even. He looks like a shell of what he was a year and a half ago. Yeah, lost if the you trade. Give yeah. away Drummond and Seth Curry and Ben Simmons and take back Harden for this year. You're not getting swept by the Celtics. There's no way. There's there's absolutely no way. I don't believe that, but I could be wrong. But like Andre Drummond got played off the court, which we knew would happen in the playoffs. Literally couldn't play him. Then they tried to put Claxton on. Dude can't hit a free throw. Couldn't play him. Um, Seth Curry did not have a single memorable moment in that series. Ben Simmons didn't make it on the court. If, if they don't turn this around next year, that's it's going to be one of those like no winner trades. Like they're not going to be looking at it like, ah, oh, fuck, we should have maxed James Harden for five years. But they're also going to be looking at it like, fuck, what did we get for James Harden? <laughs> like it's it's literally going to be a no winner trade. They're not going to wish they maxed him, but like there's no way you don't wish you had him or things went better this year with that trio because you don't get swept in the first round. And one of the only things I'll say is. They had no fucking chance. I'm not saying that I didn't know they were going to get swept, but after watching two games of that series, I was like, they're fucked. They're literally playing lineups that have not like a minute together in the regular season against the, uh, the Celtics, who are playing the best five-man lineup of the whole regular season. Yeah. And they're literally like, what if we try putting Kyrie, Drogic, Seth Curry out there together? It's like, oh, uh, you're going to get fucking roasted on yeah. defense. That's y- what's going to happen. Yeah, you know... <laughs> Here's the thing. This is what's this was also really crazy to me because I think it's set up now. The I I think this I this is interesting. The Nets, dude. The Nets were favorited to come out of the East, heading into the playoffs. That was that was the that was the live odds. You go. They were favorited to come out of the East. They they were were all season long were were up there as favorites to come out of the East. So now the Celtics really rise up. I think there's going to be an indictment here on Kevin Durant, man. And I'm not saying the Celtics aren't good. And I'm not saying this ain't going to be a good series. I I know Chris Middleton is out for this entire series, I'm hearing. Um, which, I, I, I don't know, Celt- that's going to be tough. The, the whole year, I got the Celtics. I'll take the Celtics winning this one for sure. But I said this a couple times to you here on this podcast as well. I thought if Giannis could make some free throws and, and ever hit a jump shot, he would be the best player I've ever seen. And he's started to do that this year to a point where I think Giannis, and you've said it before, he's by far the best player in the game. Everyone's saying it now, but it is it is without a doubt Giannis is the best player in basketball. Offensively, defensively, he is just, he's the best player. And I love what Jason Tatum doing and the rest of the Celtics team is doing. And I need to give a shout out to Ime Adoku, who I said he was going to be trash as a coach, and he looked like it in the beginning. And all of a sudden, out of nowhere, Celtics are the best team in the league. But I do think it's interesting, even without Chris Middleton, with how good Giannis is playing, how light work 33-9 and nine is last night, how light work this dude's going to put up 35 in this series, I bet. And I would not be instantly surprised if the Bucks still win this series because of Giannis, best player on the planet, best player in this series, a lot of good young talent around him as well, even without Chris Middleton. It's going to be a hell of a series, bro. 
I think the Bucks come out of this one, even though the Celtics are riding real high. One reason, because of the Brooklyn Nets. I really do think that the Brooklyn Nets got propped up so high, and now the Celtics coming off a sweep. Like, oh my God, look what they did to the Nets. Kevin Durant, Kyrie. You oh, said it on. yourself. The Nets, the Nets, it's like, they didn't even have a chance. And, and, and the sports book is like, this is, this is one of the best teams to come out of the East. The Celtics, they... They are going to be playing a much better team in the Bucs, all-around roster, right? Better An team. arguably better superstar right now in the playoffs in Giannis. Um, a much better coach in Mike Budenholzer. And a team coming off a defending championship and some playoff experience. I think the Celtics, even though they have some playoff experience, are matched up now with a team of their caliber. And I think with that now set up, you're going to be looking at a situation where Kevin Durant, with all this Charles Barkley bus driver talk, is going to be real upset when Giannis goes out there on this best defense in the past 15 years and drops 40 and wins the series. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. No, I hear you. They won't. I don't. So the Celtics are the best defense in the league. I've been on the box. Um, took them out of the East the whole year. I thought the Suns would win the championship. We got a Booker injury and we got a Middleton injury. Yeah. I'm not giving up on the Suns. Booker's yeah. hopefully back this series, but that I wouldn't even be surprised at this point if they lost that series with how good the Pelicans are looking. We'll get to that later, but I'm throwing in the towel on the Bucks. No Middleton. I I think the Celtics are the far better team right now without Middleton, and the main reason for that is I know this can be kind of a lazy way to analyze it, but to me, the Celtics have the best defense in the league. Bucks are a good defense. Giannis might be the best individual. He will be the best individual visual defender on the court yep. even with Marcus Smart on it but the Celtics have the far better team defense far better team defense and then when I get to the offensive options when you're missing Chris Middleton who's like you know your number two maybe number three on some nights go-to score and yeah. you're filling those minutes with Grayson Allen who got super high yep. in game yep. four against the Bulls and he could do that he had another Pat 20 last night yeah Pat Fountain who could put up some good minutes I just think when you come to the Celtics and like they're not going to be able to stop, I don't think they're not going to be able to stop Giannis like Durant because they don't play the same way. They're going to focus on Giannis and shutting him down, especially without Middleton there and say like, okay, beat us Drew Holiday. Like go for it. Try and beat us Drew Holiday. Yeah. But I don't think they're going to be able to do it like they did with Durant because Giannis isn't trying to play that same way. Like you're not going to force Giannis into like mid-range jumpers like he's getting either he's going to get to the hoop and if he's not he'll be more facilitating and yeah the only thing they're leaving him on three yeah i just i just i truly can't when i'm looking at like the individual talent on the court because i know the celtics are winning the defensive battle i'd be shocked if they don't they're one of the best defensive teams i've ever seen um I just can't see them beating out the the Bucks beating them out on the offensive end. It's going to require Drew Holiday averaging like twenty five points a game, yeah, 30, to thirty points a game. Like he's going to have, yeah. To. Bobby Portis is going to have to have a big series. The one thing I'm worried about is, uh, is Giannis in some offensive foul calls because because the the Celtics are going to try and take those the way he wants to get to the rim and the way that the NBA has been officiating these playoffs, man. I, I'm I'm I just don't know what's getting called at this point, bro. I'm watching some of these games. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here, bro? Just seriously, I'm like. Holy fuck! No, um, let me switch it. Up. Let me switch it up a little bit because I, let me let me switch it up a little bit. I'm glad you brought that up because I said the best two series in the first round would be both two sevens, and and clearly that that two seven on the eastern side really wasn't something to write off about. But I think this two seven on the western side is unbelievable. I've been hearing this, Rich. Um, John Randy at 18 in the in the fourth uh, fourth quarter, 13 straight game winning shot. Anthony Edwards hits the three in the corner, watching the whole entire game. Uh, he has the dunk. He has a dunk that I, I was seeing some of the dunks they play back of playoff dunks. 
it's up there as one of the best playoff dunks. I know he uses his hand on his left shoulder, but he is taking out from way farther than these Michael Jordan dunks on Ewing, Scottie Pippen dunks on Ewing. He is up there. At, this is not hyperbole. I think a top playoff dunk John Morant just pulled off in this series. And you have another good, young, exciting player in Anthony Edwards showing out. you got Carl Anthony Towns showing up. I don't know what D'Angelo Russell's doing as a number two overall pick. We've been talking about that. Patrick Beverly. Here's the thing. You know how I felt about the Grizzlies winning this series 4-1, winning this series pretty handily, even though I like the Timberwolves and I like what they did to get, get into the playoffs, things you were on all year. You deserve a lot of credit for that. I think the Timberwolves are up-and-coming team strictly because of Anthony Edwards. But John Morant and the rest of the Grizzlies team with these 50-16 to 16 runs to win games, um, this was a bad matchup. This was a bad matchup for the Grizzlies. I think we kind of talked about this heading in, like a younger team, high-flying team, um, you know, got some guys that can produce as superstars. Jaron Jackson Jr. has been terrible in this series. But Desmond Bain, Desmond Bain has been impressive. I know he got the most improved player or er, award from John Morant that he won first Grizzlies player to ever do so. I can't believe John Morant even won that award. I cannot believe uh, you're in the MVP talks and then you're getting most improved. I, I The awards are fucked for me. You, I, I told you last podcast how I feel about it. They, they got to really listen to my podcast and think about doing that. Because you go watch the first round series, bro. I think it's tough to not use that take I gave you and be like, wow, this would, this would make it a little bit clear as to like, all right, we get these three finalists, we kind of narrow it down, and we vote from here, because I still haven't heard who the MVP is, and this dude a, might be getting in a conference room after getting knocked out last night, even though he did win a game, so I'll give you some credit on that. I heard another interesting one where you did say you acknowledge him as the MVP if he won a game. I, yeah, I I'll be, that, I'll, st- I'll stand to my ground on that. And he did, he played incredible another. last night. Bro, he played incredible last night. Even though they lost the game, it was like, okay, like, if he if he showed up like this in the first two games, they would still be playing, in my opinion. Really, that basically is my, really my take on it, though. Like, Again, I'm not trying to make it just about the team, but like last night, Aaron Gordon was more than what Aaron Gordon was in the first two and a half games of the series. Like he was, I wish that guy had been shown. Yeah, he also had two terrible turnovers in the late fourth quarter that I was like, wow, all right, everyone's talking about he's finally playing better. He blew the game. Jokic out here saving the team off a bike, and this dude, Aaron Gordon, throwing the ball. No, here's the thing, bro. So, hold on, hold on, hold on. The only other thing I was going to say is I did hear someone bring up an interesting point, and I like yours from the last one too, of like we should do um, – we can still do all-NBA teams, but they should do at least one to two playoff all-NBA teams because that would probably matter more in the end whenever it's like, yeah, I, I he kind of disagreed. I forget who was saying it, but he disagreed with the idea of having like the playoff MVPs. Like it's just going to be the same as the finals MVP probably, which has been my knock on it a lot of the time, even if like maybe Durant would have got it last year because of how good he was or something yeah. like that. But – it would have been Giannis in the end, I think, because of how crazy he played. Yeah. I would like the idea of doing, like, two all-playoff teams or something like that, where, like, you know, at this point, like, Tatum would probably already have a spot locked into one, basically, yeah. or something like that. Like, some of those guys, like, maybe Brandon Ingram could make one, even if they don't, you know, like, yep. some of those guys where you acknowledge great Yeah, yeah. So, I like that idea, too. Yeah, I hear you on that. Um, yeah, so Grizzlies are up 3-2 on their their series. Their game is tomorrow, um, heading back to Timber, uh, Minnesota now. I'm just curious, man, because you know how I feel about the Grizzlies. I was shaky in a lot of these games that I've watched. I'm like, oh, my God, no way they're about to lose this series to the Timberwolves. The Timberwolves should have already won this series, in my opinion. The Timberwolves should have oh, won yeah. this series. Should have won right, this yeah. series. Um, to me, it's more an indictment on that. Um, I love – I you, you know how I said a little bit – you know, you weren't here for it. My solo pod, Carl Anthony Towns, man, 
all the shit he's been through with the COVID, the fact that he's out here balling after all this is incredible inspiration to me. You know how I feel about Anthony Edwards. Um, they got some young, good young talent, and their coach, even though he's made a lot of mistakes in this series, is a good young coach. So I'm looking at it like, damn, I wouldn't be surprised either way if any of these, either of these teams won because the Grizzlies, right, they're still kind of rounding into form, uh, playoff experience, even though I love the Grizzlies through and through. I would say all the same things about the Grizzlies with a better star player, in my opinion, with John Morant and a better coach in Taylor Jenkins, um, I think is why they're winning this series. John Morant and Taylor Jenkins. Even though John Morant has not had a great series, he had a big game five, and winner of 2-2 series tied game five goes on to win the series 82% of the time, and that's the way I see it now, even though the Timberwolves may win tonight. Um, should be a great game, though, either way. They all have been. All five of those games have been great. Um, yeah. Definitely one of the best series in the first round. The so I was certainly right about that. Been, Timberwolves Grizzlies have been some of the weirdest games I've ever watched. Like, amazingly good, yet terribly ugly games at the same time. Like, literally watching, going like, what the fuck are you guys doing? But then, like, an incredible play happens. It goes down to the finish, ends up being a great game. Carl Anthony Towns has having some, like, fucking ugly games mixed in between, like, yeah. some pretty good games. D'Angelo Russell doing some... what The, sh- the shot that he took yep. to try and win the last game, yeah. I was like, bro, a falling over yep. could not Backwards. be more contested fadeaway like, yep. two, where it was just like, dude, like, kick it to anyone. Just anyone. Or, like... Try and draw a foul. Bro, just do here, anything that's not that. Dude, I don't, it was. This I, is what was so tough for me because I was watching the entirety of that game, bro. That game five, and I'm like, I, I'm like, D'Angelo Russell's thinking about his celebration before he even take that shot. He's thinking about doing this before he takes his shot. Carlton Towns with ten minutes to go is doing this. I'm like, bro, there's ten minutes in the game. Pat Beverly is telling John Moran he's too small. Up ten, and John Moran scores thirteen in a row and wins the game. I, like the 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 Timberwolves. I'm like, but why are you doing this to yourself and your fan base? We're just way until the game's over. It just reminds me of their celebration of the play-in win. I know we. I I was like, I wasn't really high. I was. I was. It didn't bother me. But like looking back at it now, I'm like, yeah, it makes sense. Like they're celebrating like they're winning these games before they're even over, just like they celebrated a play-in win, like it was a fucking NBA championship. Timberwolves, great season, bro. But they're definitely a couple years away. Anthony Edwards, a couple years away. They will, they will make some noise in it, what is a very crowded Western Conference. A lot of great parity in the NBA playoffs right now, though. A lot of good games. Not, uh, only one sweep, i.e. the Brooklyn Nets. Did not think that was happening. Um, let's switch to a couple other series, dude. There's two games tonight. Uh, by the way, before we go too far, I think whatever team wins that series is getting smoked by the Warriors in the next round. I, really? I think, yeah. Really? Well, yes. If the Timberwolves somehow come back in that series, I do not see them being the Timberwolves strictly based on a lot of these things I've been saying about them during this soundbite. The Grizzlies, on another hand, um, the Grizzlies, on another hand, I think they could beat the Warriors. Um, I hope they do. Steven Adams hasn't played at all in this series. He's basically been played out of this series. I think he'll play more in that series. Uh, I think I, I promise you he won't touch the, the fact that the Grizzlies Brandon Clark's been incredible though I love yeah. Brandon Clark get him in the starting lineup at this point um he had like seven offensive rebounds in the fourth quarter of game five Brandon Clark just need to throw that out there um really good uh with five points in the fourth quarter uh Desmond Bain's been their second best player Desmond Bain yeah 20 Desmond Bain to have 25 and Grizz to win is the best bet I've been locking on it all week 
Um, Jackson needs to figure out his foul stuff because he's such a good defender. He's a good player. He just he can't even fucking stay on the court. He yeah, I think I think the, the Warriors are going to struggle with the Grizzlies' size if the Grizzlies get out of this series. And I do think the Grizzlies will take out the Warriors because I'm watching that game last night. Let's let's touch on that, that game that happened last night um, because I'm watching that game last night, and I honestly thought Jokic was going to win that game. And if Jokic won that game last night with how that thing was going in the fourth quarter, I would have had to come on here this morning after talking to you last night and eat so much crow. Eat so much crow. Because I think he had 33, 18, and, and 8 or something. Or 19 and 8. I mean, I'm like, what? I'm like, Jesus. He had like 20 points in the fourth quarter. Heading into the fourth quarter, I took him on a boost to have 30. And, and Clay and Steph to each hit three threes. Steph had 5 and 30 points. But Clay couldn't hit the fucking broadside of a barn. 1 of 6 from 3. So I didn't hit the boost. But Jokic, he had like 10 straight points. He comes off the bike after being in foul trouble too. I'm like, damn, there's no way he's getting 30. He goes for 10 straight. He hits a three in that time span. I'm like, yo, this dude, this dude is definitely MVP caliber. I'm not arguing that. But what I am arguing, Rich, is in game one and two, does Giannis show up looking like that in the playoffs? Does Joel Embiid, even though he's now hurt and banged up and has had a down game and a lot of things swirling around the Sixers now, He's banged up. He's got a banged up thumb on his shooting thing, uh, and now everyone's coming at Joel Embiid for having 20 and 11. It's like, bro, you're, you're lucky he's even out there. No, seriously. Jokic in game one and two, if he played like those two, those last three games in game one and two, this series would still be going on, and I'm not so sure you'd be saying whoever wins the next series is going to smoke Golden State because it would be a deeper series with just Nikola Jokic, as you'd like to tell me, no one else on the Nuggets. So... I'm just saying, as I'm watching that game last night, I'm seeing Steph Curry missing shots, missing foul shots. I'm like, what? I'm like, bro, there ain't no way if Clay's looking like that, even though Dre's looking fine and Steph's starting, Jordan Poole, you know how I talk about, they ain't beating the Grizzlies, dog. The, Gri- the Grizzlies got some firepower. The Grizzlies got some firepower. And as much as the Warriors have kind of looked good, they're only playing the IE Denver hold Nuggets, bro. Hold on, hold on, the, hold on. the Denver Nuggets, bro. How can you say... The Warriors aren't beating the Grizzlies when we literally just acknowledged that the Timberwolves should have already beaten the Grizzlies, and we're saying that the Timberwolves would get smoked by the Warriors. Yes, but the, it's more of an indictment to me on the Timberwolves than it is on the Grizzlies, and 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 we can also say like it's not it's not the Grizzlies' fault that the Timberwolves are fucking up, man. Like the Grizzlies are still competing, still playing, making these comebacks. John Morant playing good in the fourth, like. Get out of the series. That's all that matters to me. For the Jokic thing, they're very different styles, like how they play Giannis and beat Jokic. But, like, the Nuggets just got smoked in those first two games. He didn't even play that bad, really. Like, Jokic in those first two games put up 26-11-4 in the first game. And, oh, that was the first. uh, And then 20 7, 10, and 5, so like basically the same exact stat line, Giannis is averaging 28, 13, and 6 in the playoffs, like slightly better than that, like what Jokic put up in those next two games. So like not that far behind. Like I don't want to bring everything back to it, but like Giannis's shooting percentage would be a lot lower like without Middleton and Holiday out there, like without other good guys. Like it was just some ugly games. It's bound to happen. Like I'm, I'm not reading into it too much. I think the more interesting talking point is – and I didn't really – I don't want to look at the stats right now because, again, I didn't really get to watch much of the game last night. I watched some of the second half. But, like, is Jordan Poole going to keep doing what he was doing for, like, the first two games of that series? Yeah. The next well, round? that's basically why they got blown like, out in those first two games, the Nuggets, because Jordan Poole had, like, 59 points in two games. 
I mean, it looks like he had eight points last night. Look, if you got Jordan Poole being normal, then, yeah, the Grizzlies absolutely have a shot. Even the Timberwolves would have a shot. But if you have Jordan Poole putting up 20-plus points each night, Clay shooting well. Steph yeah, I don't see that. going nuts last night. That's when they're just fucking blowing teams yeah, out. Yeah, here's the thing. You say Steph going there, nuts yeah. last night. Like, I'm watching the game. Like, yeah, he was nuts. And then it, I've seen this knock on Steph Curry before, man. Like, when they were winning those championships, bro, like, he was he was playing okay, but, like, KD was making the big-time cl- clutch-time shots. Like, Steph Curry wasn't making those shots. I'm watching that game last night, first-round series. Like, Steph Curry don't miss free throws. He's clanking free throws at a big-time at, at big point. I mean, you can see him after. He's like, he doesn't even know what's going on. He's missing shots like that I'd see Steph Curry making his sleep. So, it's the same thing that I've always said about James Harden. Yeah, he's incredible when the pressure ain't on. Oh, the pressure's on tonight. Let's switch to that, Rich. Because there's two games tonight that's two series I did need to touch on. I cannot believe now that we're sitting here and the Sixers haven't advanced yet. Because, you know, I said it heading into this series, if they don't win this series, I, I don't even know where to begin with, with the Sixers. Um, you know, you better be calling Jay Wright tomorrow, who I do think is going to be a coach in the NBA, by the way, who anonymously retired from Villanova in the past couple weeks. Something I've missed here, obviously, on the podcast. Just need to throw that in there. Jay Wright's going to be coaching the NBA, Rich. Uh, yeah, this has gotten pretty ugly. Um, I saw Doc Rivers defending like him himself and his blown leads, and I did a little more research into it. You see that soundbite? Um, James Harden shooting like 32% last two games. Joel Embiid banged up thumb. Raptors, Scotty Barnes out there playing, banged up, like showing a little more life. No Fred Van Vliet still winning. Okay. What I just cannot, I literally cannot fucking believe that this is where we've gotten where James Harden, where they can't beat the Toronto Raptors. I just can't believe that. I literally just can't believe that. Like, okay, well, I, any I mean, team that wins this this series, I don't see them being the, beating the Miami Heat. I already told you that. Victor Oladipo, twenty points in Game Five. No Jimmy Butler. No Kyle Lowry. Give me a little, give me a little clout there. Jip, Victor Oladipo is looking real nice. The Heat are looking nice. There is no way in hell if a banged up Joel Embiid, you're beating the Heat. With James Harden playing like this. No way in hell you can look me in the face and tell me that. I agree. So, it's just get out of this series and not blow a 3-0 lead. And they're struggling to do that, bro. Um, I'm concerned. I'm concerned. I know a lot of people are saying that they'll probably win this game tonight. Because if you lose this game tonight, obviously the pressure obviously is going to be out of control for Game 7. Heard Nick Wright saying today, you'll have Philly fans rooting for history if they lose tonight. Which I think you will. Like it, you will be root. You'll we'll be rooting for them to blow this this series just to see a three zero series get blown because I think that'll be incredible history. That'd be incredible. Um, little did I know that that would be a James Harden team. Uh, no surprise, no surprise to me. But to be fair, it's also a Doc Rivers coach team, which obviously that comes into effect here. I mean, it's it's literally the perfect storm. Doc Rivers, James Harden, injured superstar, like in Joel Embiid. It's like well. Yeah, this is looking bad. And it's like, I've never seen, just from like stuff I've listened to, like, I don't know what the betting odds are for the Raptors to win the series, but like from the start of this series, I thought I was making like a hotter take saying the Raptors would win, and that didn't look too good. But then I started hearing everyone give their takes, and fucking everyone was picking the Raptors to win. And now I feel like even with the Sixers up 3-2, everyone I hear is like, Sixers are like almost like people think the most realistic outcome is the Sixers blowing this and losing two more games in a row, which is like, I'm not even saying it's wrong or right. Like, clearly it's wrong statistically. It's more likely that won't happen. But it's just hilarious that everyone is like, yeah, no, they're fucked. 
And I think that's it. It's like the perfect storm of like people not believing in playoff James Harden, seeing that Joel Embiid is not who he was in the first two games health-wise right now with his hand, and just knowing what's the ghost of Doc Rivers past, basically. So it's a that's not even a real take other than like it it's got a lot of elements of it. But yeah, if you, and I agree with you, like Joel Embiid has some moments of each game where he's hitting threes, throwing down dunks, doing stuff where I'm like, oh, he looks good. And then you're looking the other half of the game, he's like, everything he does, like holding his hand, running up and down the court. Like, if your best player's hand in basketball is fucked and you have to rely on James Harden to do the James Harden we're seeing right now to do a lot more, I, I'll i still say you probably get one of these next two games. Yeah, I like, hope. I, I agree with you. Like, it better be tonight. Like, this is... Know, it's not even a home game. It's got to be tonight. It's, it's got to be tonight. And I, I, I'll be honest, dude. I don't think they win tonight. To be getting booed. If the Toronto Raptors go up 6-0 in Game 7 in Philly, the Sixers are going to be getting booed at home the I know. entire game. I know. It's going to be like – and Tyrese Maxey's and Tobias Harris have both come back to earth a little bit since a hot start to the series, kind of corresponding with Joel Embiid getting hurt. So it's like, yeah, at least you're looking at James Harden like – so, dude, like, can you... Just win us one game. And this has been always my knock on James Harden. Dude, just, just win us one game, bro. And he just and can never seem time. to do that. Can you just win us one game? Yes, so, he's won playoff so games. Can you just win us win one playoff game, game bro? Really you're game. playing the Toronto Raptors without Fred Van Vliet. And James Harden can't have a 25-10 game anymore. James Harden can't go out there and just shoot 40%. Have a, have a decent shooting game. Like... I, you know, it's it's literally oh, wild no. to me because the only reason we've come back to this is because of how bad James Harden looks now. But I've been saying this about James Harden. He always looks this bad in the playoffs. So now there's no way you can expect him to have a good game six or game no, seven. No, there's no, absolutely no way. Stop, stop. Okay. You no, expect no, him to come out of a good game tonight? You th- you expect James no, Harden to play good tonight? Saying. saying he always looks this bad in the playoffs, he's literally never looked like this in his t- entire career, in the playoffs or in the regular season, other than like the last few weeks. Rich, I used to have a stat that I had highlighted that I that I would always bring to the pod when we first started that I'd have to d- go dig up, and it's his it's his it's his shooting percentage in playoff in that in that playoffs you always bring up when Chris Paul when they were up and they lost, yeah. bro. Those last two games, he he just goes. He goes ghost mode when the pressure get. Just, just agree with me on one thing. Just agree with me on one thing here. It's an, it's an all, it's an all sport. As the pressure gets elevated in any sport, the pressure gets elevated. It is harder to perform up to expectation. Absolutely, and we've and, we're not even going and James Harden is always underperformed. We're not even going to this whole thing again. But where you're saying he's always underperformed is. The rocket stuff and look i agree right now like this isn't even the same james harden but we're saying he's always underperformed it's the rocket stuff i've told you about it draymond kd have done interviews where they're like literally our plan was go for it for 46 minutes james and we are going to clamp you the fuck down in the last two and he ends up being really tired by those last two minutes we saw the same thing with kevin durant feel like we're going to be seeing the same thing with Embiid. he gets really tired those last two minutes because he's done everything the all day game and they start doubling him Defending him harder, and it, yeah, you're right, bro. In the clutch moment, and he didn't perform well. The only hold on, the only thing I'm saying here is to act like, bro, we need you to win one game. That's not like a oh, classic James. Like before, it's like, nah, he would win multiple series and multiple games, even in the last game he's in of a series, and then would come up short. At oh some my point. god! Like, all right, yeah, multiple first round series as a one seed up against eight. Like, all right, dude, that doesn't impress me. Like, win a second round series, win up against the team that was he's fighting for the championship, and you were. Comp- 
That's three yeah. Three conference finals. Yeah. And o- he acts like he gets bounced in the first round every year. Three conference finals. Not many players like do that as the star of a team. Very few have. Like it's that's something. That's something. Yeah, it and is something. Four and four out of five years getting knocked out by the best team we've seen in our lifetime. So like, <laughs> I, I'm not gonna. Anyway, we're not getting into all that right now. He does look terrible. There is zero chance they're beating the Miami Heat to me. And I'm not even gonna say if Embiid gets healthy because we've already seen he's delaying the surgery. You know, Rich. This is the shit that pisses me off about James Harden. It, you're gonna tell me that same shit four out of five years, right? He got beat by the Warriors. You couldn't not just beat... You're not telling not me out of the odds of James Harden being the player you tell me he is, the, the player that James Harden has proven he is in this league, can't win one out of those four? He couldn't win once? Like, it, yeah, it's... it's Oh, it's incredible that he got the three conference finals. He couldn't advance out of one of those? Like, I'm not, it, I'm not saying he's clutch. I'm not it's just, clutch. It's just to me, like that's the knock. That's the knock. And now it's gotten so bad where we can't even have him winning a first-round series over the Raptors with Joel Embiid. After him quitting on the Nets with Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. By the way, which he was worried about playing the Toronto Raptors in a first-round series with Kyrie's VAC status, and Kyrie was allowed to play. Just saying. He quit on he quit on the Nets before it even got started. The only thing I was responding to was you saying, like always, we're looking at Harden saying, can you win us a game? And can you? Said, yeah, I'm, and then you said, yeah, I'm not impressed by you beating the eight seed. And I was explaining... Neither of those are the two things that have been happening in the past. He's done <laughs> far more than that. Yeah, you're right. We're he hasn't been in the playoffs in like two years. against the Warriors, then I would agree. I'm just not going to get on him too hard about that. Oh. Let's, he looks terrible Let's right keep now. it moving. Like, they need a big match. Who you got winning like, tonight? I'm, you got I'm the Sixers done, winning tonight? You got the Sixers winning the game tonight? <sighs> if you had to put money Van, on it. Is Van Fleet playing? I don't know. He had a hip flexor. Wasn't good. I do money on the Anthony Raptors. Playing, I'll I'll say I got the Raptors tonight. If they win tonight, it's gonna be that's gonna be a very interesting game seven. That might be the most pressurized game seven in the first round we've ever seen in NBA oh, yeah. history. We, I mean, I think everyone in the world, unless you're a Philly fan, is rooting for the Raptors tonight. Like, please give us that game seven. Fred Van Fleet is considered doubtful for Thursday's game. Yeah, he's not playing. Strained left hip. Looks like he's headed toward the second straight absence. Yep. Um, look, I'll, I'll, I don't feel good about it. I won't be putting money on it, but I'll if I'm picking or if I had to put money on it, I'll say the Sixers. All right. Let's touch on the I other game that's happening tonight. Um, I got the Raptors. I hope the Raptors. I'll be rooting for the Raptors. If the Sixers lose this series, I will fucking – I will blow a cap. I will literally blow a cap. Um – yeah, so I was certainly wrong about the Nets in that first round series, and we'll see if I'm right about the Grizz if they can get out. Had the Heat, um, the Warriors and the Nugs definitely took the Warriors. I know that. Um, I took the Nuggets. But yeah, that was not just good. Optimistic. And so now we're left with that series we just talked about, which uh, I think I took the Sixers just because I figured they could beat the Raptors, and then the Jazz and the Mavs, which. You know, I saw these stats on Donovan Mitchell, bro. He was incredible in the bubble. I just remember Donovan Mitchell in the bubble. Um, yeah. Donovan Mitchell last year in the playoffs. Donovan Mitchell this year in the playoffs. Not happening. I, I think he's on like 22 points. Everything's way down. All of his numbers are way down over the past two playoff runs. Which, by the way, you always tell me, like, here's the like Jazz, 30. always in the playoffs, always consistent, always got a shot, and then they lose no, in the first is, round. This is the year it fell apart. They're um, not blowing up the team this offseason. 
it's it's getting ugly, bro. It's getting ugly. They're blowing up. Um, you can't you can't beat the Lucaless Mavs, and now Luca's back, looking uh better than ever. And let me just say this too, because I've been hearing this a bunch recently, especially after this Trey Young exit, where I saw. Let me where are the stats on this Trey Young exit, real quick, because this is fucking pathetic. And I was hearing so many, I was hearing so many people after this hot Trey Young run last year, by the way, which you know I was kind of on. Um, and I like Trey Young, don't get me wrong, but he ain't better than Luka Doncic. And a lot of people saying, oh, people, they're like, oh, well, this, that trade, that trade, both teams kind of made out. No, no, the Hawks would rather have Luka Doncic. Let's just, let's just get things straight here. He made 22 field goals and had 30 turnovers in the playoffs to Trey Young. Uh, in that series against E. I would compare that trade to a similar thing with Luka of like, I think if you're the Phoenix Suns. You're not smashing your head into the wall going, how did we miss on Luca and draft DeAndre? And like, did you fuck up? Yeah, probably. Luca is way better. But like, DeAndre Ayton's been great for what your team needed. Like, is Luca better than Trey Young? Yup, absolutely. You're an idiot if you think otherwise. But I'm not pissed if I'm the Hawks. I'm like, damn, we kind of fucked that up. But I'm like, you know what? Like, we have one of the best point guards in the league. How pissed off am I going to be right now? All right, so this gets me into my further point here on the Mavs, which you know how I feel about the Mavs. Been high on them basically this whole playoff run into the playoffs all season. Um, I'm a Luka guy. I'm a John Morant guy. Uh, I got the Mavs facing off against the Grizzlies in the Western Conference Finals. Um, it's not crazy to me with now Devin Booker probably going to come back I still think the, the Mavs can beat the Suns. Spencer Dinwiddie, Jalen Brunson, some of these pieces that have been performing this playoff run with now Luka back playing like Luka, I don't think it's crazy. I don't think it's crazy for the Suns to get upset by the Mavs. A Mavs team, by the way, that's being coached by Jason Kidd. A lot of things that you had uh, some questions about after his stint with Milwaukee. It's been really good. Uh, you know, the Mavs have looked incredible. Uh, with a Jazz team, by the way, even though they tend to let us all down, uh, that is, in my opinion, they should have they should have won this series. Like uh, Luca missed the first two games, um, enough, yeah. and then you're coming, you know, leaking him back in. He's playing first game limited minutes, and you know Donovan Mitchell's getting outplayed by Jalen Brunson. So I, I, you know, at this point, I think Donovan Mitchell. You want him on the Knicks, bro? Donovan Mitchell's got to get out of there. Donovan Mitchell's got to um, leave. No. So here's my thing. I feel like this. I'm shocked at how many people want him on the Knicks because like I've been seeing a lot of that I've done this in the past and I could be so wrong on this and this could be like the stupidest take a year or two from now but my thing is like I don't see the way Donovan Mitchell plays I don't see how him and RJ Barrett are successful together on the same court or how RJ Barrett's getting better I don't think Donovan Mitchell's good enough to bring him in and be like sorry RJ take a step he's better than RJ, but I don't think he's good enough to be like, sorry, young guy showing potential, take a step back. We're bringing in this guy who puts up some good performances, but like, isn't going to get you too far on his own. So the way I see it is if we were to trade Julius Randall somehow, which I don't think we could, you know what? Fine. Figure it out. We'll figure out the rest, get Julius Randall's a contract off there. But ideally I don't want Donovan Mitchell and RJ playing together. And I definitely don't want to trade RJ for Donovan Mitchell and have fucking Donovan Mitchell and Julius Randall as our two pieces on our team. The team's going nowhere. So like if we trade RJ Barrett, I'll be livid. I don't like that at all. Like what did we get? We got better, but like what to like a six seed maybe to get 
our clocks clean. Let me just say, like, hold on a second. Let me just say, because I don't think Donovan Mitchell's the problem. I think Donovan Mitchell's giving up on the Jazz. Like, Donovan Mitchell the playing like this in this playoff series is like, bro, I'm done with this shit. The, the Rudy Gobert incident that striked the whole fucking COVID shutdown in sports till now has just been a fucking debacle. Instant, literally. No, seriously. I don't know. Worst Rudy fucking... Gobert's been the best player on that team this year, but... I just think, yeah, okay, fine. You know what? Fine. Hang your hat if you're a Jazz fan, and we'll we'll build around Rudy Gobert and see how many playoffs, see how many fucking playoff runs you're making. Zero, absolutely fucking okay. zero. You need Donovan Mitchell. The only reason you were winning any playoff games was because of Donovan Mitchell. So as a Knicks fan, the fact that you don't want Donovan Mitchell, I think you're sleeping on Donovan Mitchell, who's who's a young star in this league. And, and no, can no, no, contribute no, 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 no. to a team no, stop, stop like the New York Knicks we need for to sure. Look at this logically, it's not like nah, I don't want Donovan Mitchell on our team. Like, yeah, just in a in a vacuum, sure, I'd like Donovan Mitchell on our team. But it's like, how does it fit with our team? If we we have to give up one of Julius Randle or RJ Barrett, I'm fine with giving up Julius Randle. But that means we're tying up all our money in RJ Barrett. And you Donovan ain't Mitchell, you who, you who ain't about to trade RJ Barrett for Donovan Mitchell. Is that really the only move you think that would that would be comparable? Like you think the Jazz are looking for RJ Barrett salary. back in Donovan that Donovan Mitchell's on a 5-year contract. Julius Randle or RJ Barrett has to go out. I don't see why they'd want Julius Randle. I'm fine with giving Julius Randle away, but like I don't think RJ Barrett and Donovan Mitchell next to each other is the answer. And I can promise you that I'm just I, if they trade RJ Barrett to run forward with Donovan Mitchell and Julius Randle together like the team's not fucking like sure. Maybe they have like another good year like last year, but they're not doing anything in the playoffs with those as like your two main guys. And it's not a Donovan Mitchell knock. It's just like if you're going to have a guy assigned to a max contract and push your young guy who's showing a lot of development in the last year out of the way, like the new guy you bring in needs to raise you to like close to championship level to me. And he doesn't. I'd rather just run with RJ Barrett and see what that ends up being rather than Donovan Mitchell being like, hey, we'll get in the first round and have. Maybe, maybe win a playoff series. Probably not. But that's just not – look, it makes us better. I'm not trying to say R.J. Barrett's better than Donovan Mitchell. He's not. But I, I think there's more of a potential ceiling there that we could look at. Like, I, we just need to find a way off of Julius Randle. I don't think Donovan Mitchell's the answer. I wouldn't be mad if they signed Jalen well, Brunson this offseason. I know you only got a few minutes to go, so I'm, I'm trying to bring up some fun stuff before you go. But Wait, 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 wait. Last thing, last thing. Um, on the Jazz. Wait, 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 wait. I I just I just think if you were to trade Donovan Mitchell or Rudy Gobert, you're getting more for Donovan Mitchell. And I know that if you keep Rudy Gobert, no matter what, you have a top five defense each year because you have Rudy Gobert. And that's gonna get you to the playoffs if you have good pieces around them. If you get pieces for Bogdanovich, if they Bogdanovich, yikes, if you get pieces for um Donovan Mitchell, like if you somehow got like RJ Barrett and like Burks and Fournier and like some picks and a few pieces. Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, yeah, you're not doing anything in the playoffs, but like, I don't know that you're any worse than this year. You're maybe better by having depth and stuff like that. Like Julius Randle, fuck, I'm getting my names wrong. Rudy Gobert is going to make you a top five defense no matter what. And I think that's very valuable. And I think if you can get more for Donovan Mitchell, that's probably who I'd look to move. Like I acknowledge Donovan Mitchell is going to, you know, like that on ball guy in the playoffs that can maybe carry you to some, wins we've seen it before but i think i value knowing my team can put up 40 wins each year because rudy gobert's on the team and get me to the playoffs especially as a small market team that wants to stay relevant we'll see though um 
Yo, you know what's you know what I forgot about in that series that that uh, Sixers series that Joel Embiid game three game winner. Like if he didn't hit that, like I think they would have lost that game, and th- this series would be this series would be trouble for sure. Now with yeah, how we were talking about game, it, I think he fucked up his finger. Yeah, he did. And they were he was looking gassed, and if he missed that shot, it was going to overtime. Yeah, that's crazy because I was just scrolling through my phone checking up some stuff. Um, I had so much, so much catching up to do. It's ridiculous. Um, <laughs> I saw this, which was wild. The Seattle Supersonics have won a playoff series 2005, more recently than the Kings 2004, Timberwolves 2004, and Hornets and Bobcats 2002. Yikes. That's fucking crazy to me. That's that's unbelievable that's to me. Another wild stat for you. Uh, 478 days. Um, Zach Levine, he played in his first playoff game after 478 regular season games and health and safety protocols kept him out of the game last night where they, even if he played, they probably would have lost, but that's a shame. Um, I saw a 30 point game in the playoffs. I think it was game four because it wasn't last night for the first time since 2019 it was like a ridiculous amount of time so good for clay um you saw booker's probably bet might be back for game six which means if they win the series he's definitely back for next series if you if there's a healthy booker you got the mavs winning still i think that's i think i think devin booker coming back and saying he'll be healthy the rest of the way out is is i don't know how i feel about that with what i've been seeing like devin devin booker Yes, if Devin Booker is back and and not hampered at all and doesn't potentially you know tweak something because he came back a little bit early and has to miss another game, um, yeah, I think this. I think the Suns. Here's the thing. What did I tell you this about the Suns last uh, last pod where I was like, damn dude, they don't have anybody that can score besides Chris Paul. Really, you're relying on Chris Paul to score for you to win these games without Devin yeah, Booker. Cam and then Mikel. Mikel Bridges goes for like 30, bro. Did you see Mikel Bridges in that game? I'm, I'm like, I what? Mikel Bridges goes for 30. I don't think Mikel Bridges is going for 30. Okay, so they like, need a Cam Johnson yeah, need like, a Cam Johnson like at this point, like, no, I would not be surprised even if Devin Booker is there and we're calling him healthy. I know I like the maps. I think Spencer Dinwiddie is incredible. Um, I like the Jeffrey good. And will be a a, pro- a real problem for them. They don't. Dwight Powell is not going to do it. Maxi Kleba is not going to do it. Yeah, we're gonna have to. Final. We're gonna have to rely on Boban coming in and having to give a couple five Boban fouls on him. Yeah, get in there. <laughs> Boban. It's not about Boban. Yeah, he's um, there. He hasn't. I don't think he's played a minute in like months. Oh, he'll play in that series. I'll I'll bet the house on it. Um, I mean, like he plays at most like five minutes. Like he'll put up some stats when he plays those five minutes, but. Let's see. When's the last time you played? Boban, Boban, Boban. Here you are, Boban. I definitely saw him playing some games this year, so I don't want he you slaying Boban like that. One, He's played one minute in this series. There we one go. One minute against Utah. That's what I'm talking about. See, he's checking in. He logged he's checking one in. rebound and one turnover. I saw a video of like some fan asking a Timberwolves player how many minutes was it, what he was going to get tonight, and he just turned and he just goes like this. I thought that was fucking hilarious. I, he just literally he's like, <laughs> just like zero. I'm like, wow, that's actually fucking hilarious. That's mad. Um, yeah, bro. I'm pumped, dude. I'll pump for these games tonight. Pump for these games going forward. I'll let you know uh, how it goes with 
if I go Sunday to the game, and then hopefully we can yeah. link up next week. Uh, NFL draft tonight. I it's a weird NFL draft because it's very low on the quarterback. Uh, I, don't even, I couldn't even name you a person in the draft. I don't. Think. I mean, I've been following it enough where I can name you some people. Um, it's just a very, it's a very strange draft. Like, mm-hmm. there's a guy that's gonna go number one potentially, who a lot of people have as like 15. Like, there's guys that some teams might like as a quarterback. We might have no quarterbacks taken in the first round. Who knows? I mean, it's. Nobody knows right now. You might have 10, 10 wide receivers taken in the first round, honestly. It's a loaded wide receiver draft, good offensive line, good edge uh, draft, um, at least high in the draft. Um, Giants got two picks in the top 10. It'll be interesting to see what they do with them. Um, I'm interested for sure uh, to see what we can do, particularly with them talking about wanting to trade Kadarius Tony, which I'm like, what? I'm like, are you fucking kidding? We just drafted him last year. He, he, in my opinion, was our best wide receiver this year, which, by the way, the Giants have the most expensive wide receiver market in the NFL. And I think our wide receivers attributed for zero touchdowns last year. Maybe one. I don't, I, no way. I swear to God. No, I swear to God. No, seriously. Go look at how, go look at how many touchdowns Kenny Galladay had last year. Oh, I know that. Zero? Zero, I know that. How many did Darius Kenny, Slayton have last year? A guy that I was really high on. He had to have had one. He had to have had one. Um, <laughs> Giants... Nope, not those Giants. You're going to look this up and just be fucking baffled and be like, well, wow. I'm not even saying you're wrong. That's just, like, unbelievable. I'm pretty sure I'm right, dude, unfortunately, because it's my team. Um, but, yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I'm definitely excited because this is apparently all the Giants fans have to look forward to now is who we're going to draft. Um, Touchdown. Okay, so we had <clears> – so yeah. Evan Ingram had three touchdowns. Tight end. Wide. Tight end. Okay, I thought you said no receiving touchdowns. I said there was no wide receiver touchdowns scored. Okay. Uh-huh. Evan Ingram is a tight end. My bad. No, Saquon have... Barkley probably had a couple catching touchdowns. Saquon had two. You did have Darius Slayton with two. Okay, so Shepherd Darius Slayton had one. two. Whatever. Shepard had My one. My boy John Ross had one for you guys. Whatever. Wow. Fuck that, dude. Fuck that. You know what? We 31st in points per game were the New York Giants last year in the NFL. Yeah. Fucking atrocious, bro. Uh, three, only three receivers caught a touchdown. Jaguars, they have the first round, uh, first overall pick for back-to-back years. Eighth time in franchise history they'll have the first-round pick. We'll see how much they can fuck that up. Um, new coach. Uh, eight new coaches go into their first draft. A uh, couple storylines. Debo Samuel, Baker Mayfield, potential trade pieces. Jimmy G maybe in the trade pieces for the draft. So, yeah, certainly some storylines to follow, even though I'll probably be watching the NBA and checking on my phone who the Giants pick. Maybe flipping back and forth. We'll see. I definitely need to watch these these two games tonight, though. Uh, less of the Jazz, but the game the draft starts at 7. I think the early game is the Sixers, so I'll be beat. Um, yeah, Sixers at 7, Suns at 7.30. Other than that, I know you got to go soon. Uh, I just want to touch on some beats real quick. Um, I saw a beat that I, I think it's so funny how, like, nowadays, like, if you just – like, is that – these beats that I'm seeing on like the Twitter and shit, like people are just like screenshotting them and then just like posting it. Like, is that what it is? Like, I think that's pretty yeah. dope. Um, yeah. Duke in the chat yesterday asked me about sports going away. No, absolutely not. You want to know why? Cause gambling in sports right now is just out of control. Um, I, I cannot believe how things have gotten since I started podcasting. I really can't. I used to come on here and bitch about college athletes getting paid 
uh, us being able to bet on sports, marijuana being able to be smoked. It's like, now all of a sudden, you can do all three. Every, everything's fucking ripping. I'm like, what? Bro. You just said that backwards, just to clarify. Let me point. just, cool let me just say. Those things, not against them. Of course I was. I was, I was, I was the one that was begging for this stuff to happen. And now all of a sudden, now all of a sudden, out of nowhere, it's like people are listening to the sex station. No, they're not. But I, I, all, all seriousness here, like, it is, it is so incredible to me. It is so thrilling to me. Like, it is, I, I'll, I lost 200 bucks on the nets for sure. Maybe more. I'd have to go count it out for you. I lost 200 bucks, but I'm also, I, I, I've had $10 on Jimmy B to have 32 in that game four and he to win. And he had 36, like shit like that, where it was like plus 690. I'm like rolling through. I, this is what I love doing, bro. I love rolling through the performance doubles and just, and I just throw like a five or a 10 spot. Like last night I threw, I threw 10 on Giannis to have 40. I thought for sure he was going to get it, but then all of a sudden it turned into a blowout. I'm like, oh, he's done in the fourth quarter. He would have got it. If that game was close, he would have had it for sure. Um, yeah, I love, I love doing those, bro. I had Desmond Bain, 25 points in a Grizzlies win. I hit on two of those this playoff series. Um, so yeah, I definitely took a backseat with the Nets and lost a good amount of money on the Celtics. Shout out Dukes. Um, but it is so fucking thrilling to me, dude. I used to, I used to get so mad about losing. Like, remember I used to come out here and tell you, I'd be like, dude, what the fuck, bro? Like I'm betting more money now and losing, bro. Now it's just a game to me. It is such a fucking game to me, bro. Like I'll lose $50, a hundred dollars in a night and I'll, and it don't even sweat me. I swear to God, bro. No, I swear to God, bro. I'll lose a hundred dollars in a night. And I'll just be like, yeah, whatever, dude. It's, you know, like it's because the next night, bro, I might win 200, bro. Yeah. That's how it's, I used to never be able to do that with a daily fantasy, bro. It was like, win, bet five, win okay. fucking 10, bet so five, win so 10, bet five, well, lose. One it's person, a, one, you're, the other you're playing against. I'm literally just betting on shit. And yeah. like I last night I threw, I threw, I threw, uh, what was it? 25, yeah, 25 on bucks to cover the 12.5. I was getting sketchy towards the end. They got like fucking gangster lineup in there. I'm like, yo, there's no way the Bulls are about to cover this spread, are they? They didn't, but just stuff like that where it's like, it just makes the that game that was so shitty to watch, I was so intrigued in it because all I wanted was for my fucking 12 and a half to come through and it just made that last two minutes of the game where it's all fucking gangster lineup. Bucks completely loaded the bench. Bulls completely low to the bench. Last two minutes of the game, I'm watching it like it's the first first two minutes. I'm literally like, dude, who is this shooting? I'm like, what is that? It, it dude, it makes it makes the sport that I'm watching just so much more of a reason for watching. You know how much time I spent watching sports, bro? I've watched so much fucking sports in my life. It I was think I think about this so much. I know you got to go, but I think about this so much, bro. Like people spend their free time the way they want a free time. You, people like to go to the gym, right? People like to play video games, whatever. Like I've been doing as much of that, bro. My free time is just watching the sports, bro. Like I just love watching sports. I've played sports since I was youth. I've followed sports my entire life, and now I've just find myself watching more sports than I ever have. And really, with just everything going on right now, it's really the best place to be in my opinion yep make just another reason to watch makes it fun um a lot of people you probably won't lose it because you were a fan you're you were such a fan of the giants and teams before but a lot of people lose their 
that I follow that do a lot of betting, like fandom of teams. Well, that's a problem. Well, that's a problem. I'll never not be a fandom of a diehard fan of the Giants, but that's also like I was betting on the Giants last year when the book just first came out because it's like, oh, I can bet on the Giants. Dumbest thing ever. Like I've gotten so much better. We're like, I won't bet on shit with my heart anymore. It's only with my head. Like I can only bet my head. Like and yeah, I lose sometimes. I was betting my heart for Kyrie and KD, and I fucking get burnt. Yeah. Here's the deal. This is where this is where things have changed for me. Where it's like, remember I used to tell you like, oh five, five, five. I'd rather do like what five dollar bet times four. It's like twenty dollars, whatever. Five dollars a night, whatever it is. Like bro, if I bet like two twenty dollar, like two twenty dollar bets, I'd rather just pick one thing and throw fifty on it, bro. Like I'd rather just scroll through the entire book and just be like, all right, tonight I'm throwing fifty on this. Yeah, it sucks when it don't hit. But I'll tell you, when it hits, it's so much more fucking satisfying, bro. I'm, yeah. It is so much more satisfying. So I just, I, I'm basically, I'm at like 25, bro. Like I threw a couple five, ten dollar parlays in here, but like really, I'm just straight bet 25, 25 or more, 25 yeah, or more. I've been doing it less in the playoffs just because. And I've been hitting on some playoff games, bro. I've been hitting Everything on some playoff games. Going, if you'd been betting the unders the whole playoffs. Yep, my brother told me he'd be, you'd be crushing. Right now, yep, but. And I bet a couple unders, yeah. Because a lot of what I do is player props, and like I do some unders, but it's a lot of parlayed and like overs in there, and like strategic spots. I'll get it lower, but like so many games have been going under. When yeah. it goes under, it's usually slower pace, less shots, which means less baskets, which yep. means less rebounds, which means less assists, less steal opportunity, and like everything just ends up going harder under. to so bet. Like, yeah, dude, I betting on the under is safe as fuck. Beats in the playoffs for stuff that was like working for me, and I was good at during the regular season. So yeah. Like, I think I'm at the point where I'm probably just going to do like individual lines over or unders. And yeah, that's what I've been doing. Parlays. I've been doing just straight bets, and it's where it's at. And uh, it's like I was telling Chewy with how the Mets are starting out the season. If he just threw $10 on the Mets money line every single game, he's watching the games every day. Bro, he's up right now. He's 100% yeah. up on the book right now. Um, hey, it's just the way I feel about it. At least when your team's good and you can bet on him, it's fun. Like if your team sucks and you're betting on him, it's obviously not fun. All right, I know you got to go, brother. Thanks for stopping by. Uh, appreciate you making some time for talking with me today. Absolutely. Gonna Much love. We'll catch up soon. Next time you see me, I might have a blonde mullet, by the way. Just saying. Oh, God. Okay. Much love. Sounds good. <laughs> Peace. Oh, man. Shit is cool for me, though, really. With everything out there that you can watch, listen to, support, uh, any words you can come up with when it comes to streaming, uh, rate, radio, um, uh, all the things, Twitch, Instagram, you name it, social media, whatever. Like, um, it really is a fun thing for me to come through, you know, just catch up. Even if it's by myself, it's a lot harder for me now, for sure. Um, but have my guy Rich come through. Chew if he ever makes it back around. I'm sure we'll be talking some baseball because the Mets are having a good start to the season. Uh, long season to go, though, Chew. 162, you know how I feel about that. Um, yeah, the baseball thing is so tough for me right now with what I'm seeing now about the baseballs. And it's just every year something with baseball. And every year, like a Mets starting pitcher, Chris Bassett, coming out and literally blasting the MLB. It's like, what? That cannot be good for your league. Like, I don't see that in the NFL. I don't see that in the NBA. I don't see players questioning their own league in those leagues. Uh, 
I've seen other leagues start up. The USFL, I haven't been watching much of it. I've been seeing some of the highlights on it. Saw a replay of a game the other night. Some of the video angles and technology that they're providing in the USFL, even though the stadiums aren't packed and the games aren't great, the video and the actual technology they're using, I think, is something the NFL will eventually adopt. Um, and for that, I think the USFL will succeed. Um, just something else that's with all these other startups. I think the USFL seems to be doing it in a way that can last. Um, I saw Mark Emmert's going to step down as the NCAA president in June of 2023, which I guess is a year from about a couple months from now. Why not do it today if you're going to announce it? But whatever, it's all hyperbole. Every, everybody's always politicking around. It's kind of how I feel about the PGA at this point. It's such a fucking joke. Um, but there's been so much changes in the NCAA, college sports, youth sports, all those kind of numbers being down. It is very interesting to see how sports will kind of evolve into the future and the kind of future of not only the game of golf that I'm always kind of striving to keep alive and and something that I always think will be there because of how diverse and um, just unique the game of golf is in that sense. Um, but for things like baseball, football, basketball, with youth sports being down and college sports kind of being in this turmoil of transfer portal and NIL that everyone's kind of in their high panties about, including coaches, high profile coaches, um, retiring out of nowhere, Jay Wright, Nick Saban having stuff to say about it. Obviously, as spring football is starting up for a lot of these colleges and transfer portal and all that. Um, you know, kind of how I feel about college football. They've had a problem, um, not expanding and the SEC and parody and all that, but college basketball, I thought their ratings were incredible for this March Madness tournament. I think NIL has created some of this buzz around players being able to kind of use their brand and profit off of that for themselves and their families and i'm all for that i've always been all for that i've been striving for that since speech and debate in high school and i've been shouting for it since i've been coming here on the podcast a lot of things that i've been shouting for coming to fruition since coming here on the podcast and it's really made me feel good honestly uh, a lot of things have changed for me over the past five six months of my life which you know obviously change is always happening to everybody on a daily basis with how things are now and it's Tough to keep up with. Obviously, everything going on in life, individually, everyone else, um, but just the sports world, everything happening in the world, and it's tough to kind of get it all out, even though I'm constantly thinking and overthinking and kind of always would be that type of dude. Um, happy I made it back today, though. Much love for everybody who supports the podcast. Appreciate all y'all checking up on me, checking in on me, listening here to what I have to say. Try to get as much out as I can. Always got a lot of feelings, thoughts, takes, passion, sports, all of it. I just like to think I'm, at the end of the day, doing the best I can do to be a good person and to carry that not only here on the podcast, but everywhere I go. Just with passion, continuing to fight, have a dream, and Always having a strong worth that could giving everything you got. Just things at this time that always kind of come around and kind of get me sorrowed. Things that have been instilled in me since a young age. Uh, shout out to all the people that know, you know how much that means to me. Y'all support me and whatnot. Um, 
of all these things that have kind of gone on for me. Uh, it's been hard for sure. And I've been finding ways to feel better about it, even though every single day it's very tough for me. And kind of always will be. And I think that's a struggle um, that people are dealing with every day, with everything kind of going on, how things crazy things are. Um, see you all next time. Enjoy them sports. That's all I had for the airwaves today. Appreciate all listening as always. And as always, still have no shame what I had to say. Man, with a nickname. Till next time, everybody. Peace and love. You're listening to Seggy Station.